listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojok. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai. It's about six weeks after Thanksgiving, and Christmas has just passed. That brings me to my rant of the week. During the biggest holiday seasons of the year, people are always hitting the road, taking to the sky and packing up their pets. But those who've traveled with cats and dogs in the past have found that the airlines are no longer such friendly skies when it comes to our furry travelers. Now, I understand that flying with a cat or a dog may require certain restrictions, health clearances, perhaps some additional fees. And in the past, an extra 50 or or $100 were added to the price of travel if you wanted Fluffy to ride in the cabin as carry-on. Larger dogs shipped as extra baggage also had an additional, usually modest fee. But lately, those modest fees have grown to embarrassing proportions, double or even triple the cost of flying the human. Now look, I know the airlines are in the business of making money, but give me a break. They're offer arguments that other passengers are allergic and that's why they're hoisting the fees but if that's the case shouldn't the two-legged perfume factories also be billed accordingly look i've traveled extensively to dog and cat shows on planes that included many critters and without exceptions it's always been the humans that have been consistently noisier more pungent and more aggravating than any furry passenger so frankly the arguments and reasons for cost increases just don't fly unintended now what's the big hairy deal with all of this now my guest today has some personal experience stories to share and to add to the discussion patty ventry is the founder of the world canine freestyle organization and she frequently flies with her competing dogs so pull up a window seat and we'll be right back with Patty after these messages from our sponsor. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. 
to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm talking with Patty Ventry, and fair warning, folks, we're going to complain. Patty competes with her dogs and conducts demos at dog shows and events all over the country, and and the state of canine flying is really clipping her wings. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Patty. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm just sitting here looking at an airline ticket I booked last night. Oh, boy. Uh, and I'm, I'm really not happy. <laughs> well, before we get into that, tell us, for listeners who just tuned in, uh, what pets do you have? What frequent flyer miles do your, your dogs or your cats have? Well, I wish my dogs had frequent flyer miles. I think I email the airlines at least once a month, please. Um, <laughs> my dogs fly more than most people. <laughs> I have a uh, border collie who's um, just turning nine, and she flies in cargo. Um, and I have a uh, small mixed breed, a Sassy, who flies under the seat. She weighs about eight pounds. Okay, and so you've been flying with pets for how long? And, I, I mean, this things have changed recently. This hasn't always been like this. This is, this is absolutely horrid. I've been flying dogs since 1993 when I started uh, the Canine Freestyle Organization, Dancing with Dogs. Um, in those days, I, I had to fly teams of dogs, the, the Pepperoni Canine Freestyles for my client, the Canine Psycho Canine Freestylers. I had to fly these teams all over the country, uh, five and six people with all sizes and kinds of dogs. And I always booked direct flights and Maybe the dog was forty, fifty dollars, tops eighty, a hundred dollars round trip, and and that wasn't bad, okay. And we needed um, health certificates, which which was fine. And so when you're flying a lot of dogs, it, it, you know, you need to have to worry about a lot of things. So we managed to do it all, and we also managed to do it without one bit of problem. This year. This and this has really started to surface around February of this year. Uh huh. Okay. All of a sudden, it's two hundred dollars each way to fly dogs in cargo. My border collie. Oh my gosh! Which is which is she's thirty two pounds with the crate. Maybe she makes forty pounds. All right. Um, the doggy under the seat. Is one hundred and fifty anywhere from one hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars one way. 
I'm looking at this ticket I just booked for myself. I'm flying to uh, from uh, New York to Long Beach, California, and my ticket is $249, and I have this wonderful seat. And Sassy, who will fly on the floor, okay, is $200. Oh my gosh! And she's not even getting a she's not even getting a seat, and no, and no one offers her coffee, tea, or, or any kind of chips or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I'm lucky, um, and I usually, and then of course I always used to bring my water, but now with Homeland Security, you, you can't bring the water through, so you you then have to pay five dollars for a bottle of water once you get through security, or you have to wait till you get on the plane, and then. You know, hopefully you don't have a nasty flight attendant who won't let you open the crate to get the dog some water. Um, or if you're really lucky, you, you get to sit around a family with a bunch of kids and they love the dog and the flight attendant is a doggy person so the doggy can stick its head out and play a little, you know, and have a good time. But um, still, she's on the floor and <laughs> she costs almost just as much as me. Yeah, the only person who's really inconvenienced by this is you don't have as much leg room. No, I, mean, I have no, no, because I, I have the, I put her in the biggest soft crate that I can. It's called a sturdy crate. And it, it fits under there nicely and it's wide and she can turn around and, you know, move around and I have toys are in there. But, but see, it's not, I, it's not encroaching on anybody else. And uh, I've been on these flights. In fact, the next week I'm flying to Atlanta to a big cat show. I know there will be cats on the plane, but I will never see or hear a peep. Out of them, that's uh, exactly unlike, right. Yeah, unlike the kids that are kicking my seat behind me, uh, or kicking, or or if you put your seat back, the person behind you who's banging, or they're playing a game on the video screen and punching <laughs> in, and, and your head is bobbing up and down, or or the lady who's sitting next to you who's jammed herself in Chanel number five, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or someone who I, I was on a flight once and somebody decided to change their nail polish. Ah. And the nail polish remover. I thought I, I had such a headache, and and the steward, the flight attendant, asked her to stop, and she said, "Well, I have to finish," ah. and they couldn't stop her. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you. The, and my, you know, my dogs. Some some people say I can't believe you had a dog on the flight when I go to get off the plane. Yeah, but that's not true with a lot of people. So, well, how many flights a year? How many flights a year do you personally take with your dogs? Well, I'll give you for instance. I just came back from Holland um, in the middle of November, and um, this weekend I'm leaving for Michigan, Novi, and next weekend I'll be in Cleveland. Um, Then I'm taking Thanksgiving off, and December 14th we fly to Long Beach, California. So I fly probably anywhere from two to three weekends a month. With my dogs. Well, what is Sometimes required for yeah uh, for for people who have never flown with a dog? And I mean, after this show, may they they may decide that's not for me. But what what's required? You talked about a health certificate. Uh, I know there are moratoriums on flying at certain times of the year in cargo. What and the what's it's involved? Very difficult now to um. You need a health certificate, and there is this whole new big. It's like six-part health certificate they have. Some states are requiring that their um, agricultural stamp, if we're flying internationally, I know we had to do that this year for the first time to take the dogs to Holland. Um, another thing is you need the weather certification. Um, 
a lot of airlines will not fly dogs after, I believe it's May 15th um, to September 15th. And then in the winter, if the temperature drops below 45 degrees, they will not fly dogs. Um, so you have to have a vet certificate that says your dog is capable of withstanding um, 30 degrees for one hour or okay, 80 and the, and degrees, the, you know, yeah. an actual high and low temperature. And and there is, on this new vet certificate, there is actually an area um, that that can go in. That is very key. Like, I'm flying um, to Long Beach. I'm flying a golden retriever out of Ontario, Canada. And we we know that, you know, as soon as the dog gets in, the issue is leaving Ontario. Um, with the weather, what it's going to be there. But then it's going into hot weather in California. So we've had all kinds of vet certificates and waivers and all kinds of things to get this dog there. Well, um, and I understand. I understand the liability issue on the part of the airlines. They want to ensure that the dogs do not overheat, are not uh, injured, or, you know, Lord forbid, die on the tarmac waiting to get loaded because that has happened in the past. And so they're kind of avoiding that whole issue by saying, we just ain't going to fly them during these times. But it does make it difficult for people trying to do the it right makes thing. It, it makes it very, very difficult. There are some ways around it, okay? Um, Dancer has appeared in uh, American Way magazine and Delta Sky magazine, and, and she's a champion, and she is eligible for celebrity flight status. That means she can fly in cabin. The kicker is you have to buy her a first-class seat. Ah! <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that could be $800, dollars Now, if you have a corporate sponsor who's, you know, paying your way, that's fine and wonderful. But if you're doing it yourself and you're doing it to go to a, a shelter or a dancing dog, you know, because we are a public charity, a 501c3, the World Canine Freestyle Organization, you, you don't have that money. <laughs> so... um that's one way of getting around it. The next way of getting around it, and th- and then, of course, in cabin, you can fly the dog any time of the year. The next way of um, getting around it is there are um, charter, pet dog travel charters, but you need to have a lot of people all going to the same place, all leaving from the same place to make it affordable. Um, if you're very, very wealthy, you can, you know, use them and they will fly you anywhere for $8,000. I mean, I could fly <laughs> dancer, dancer myself and Sassy from New York to California. But in this today's economic market, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are all airlines created equal? I mean, you mentioned uh, the $200 prices. Are some, are some carriers even higher priced than that? Yes, yes. We um, fly a lot. Uh, one particular airline has wonderful pet care. They come out with a flatbed trolley. They put the crates on the flatbed trolley. You are allowed to follow it all the way down into out to the tarmac and watch the dog being loaded very carefully, okay? Um, they call it priority. I'm not going to – am I allowed to mention pet Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. Okay. That is Northwest <laughs> Airlines, okay? And um, they do a great job, and we fly them a lot because they do take such good care. And, and of course, we only fly direct flights, all right? We never do chain, chain flights. Um, and they do a great job, but guess what? It's $200 each way. I, it's costing me $167 to go to Cleveland for myself. 
$400 for Dancer and $400 for Sassy. Wow. Okay. So there are pros and cons. When I go to Chicago or, or I go to Michigan, you know, we have the same thing there. But we have a sponsor for those events, so that takes care, care of, of that. If we had to pay for it all ourselves, we couldn't. Um, okay. Other airlines, I would absolutely not fly. They have put my dancer crate on a, you know, one of those luggage carts that you get, the smart carts. Oh, yeah. And we're standing in front, and I'm going, but you can't put the crate. The crate's going to bang. The crate fell over. The entire airport was packed. Everybody went bonkers. I was so upset. I was just beside myself. Then I was flying out of Chicago direct to New York. Then they rerouted this plane, and we all wound up in in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and we were sitting there for two hours. I couldn't find my dog. I said, "I just give me my dog. I don't care what to do with my luggage. I rented a car and drove home. Uh, and I will never but, fly that airline again. <laughs> okay, but, it was horrible. What airline, horrible. But, that what was, airline US, was it? U.S. Air. Okay, was U.S. Okay. Air. It was horrible. Delta and American, I love Delta. But a Delta's weather issue, there's no leeway. I have gotten to oh. the airport at Delta at 5 o'clock in the morning. I always have somebody with me. I'll go to the airport at JFK for Delta flight. They'll say to me, I'm sorry, I can't fly you. Who's ever driving me? Hop in the car. We go up to LaGuardia, and Northwest will take my dog and fly okay. very safely. The Delta is so extremely strict on the weather. And I'm just, you know, I don't know what the statistics are, but I would imagine maybe they had a lot of issues that there's, but they never were. It was always my, my first choice flight. Okay. I love JetBlue in Cabot. They don't fly cargo, but I love them in Cabot. And I have one major big gripe or peeve. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. We need to take a spaceship break, and we will be back about more with Flying with Pets after these messages from our sponsor. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back and speaking with Patty Ventry, founder of the World Canine Freestyle Organization. And in that capacity, she's traveled all over the world for her own and her clients' behalf, often with a dog. So welcome back to the show, Patty. And before we took a break, you said you have a really big peeve you wanted to share. What is that? Big, big time. 
Okay. As you can see from the fees, you know, that have gone from $40, $50 to $200 per round, you know, one way, these dogs are flying two, three times a month. It's a tremendous amount of money. They should have frequent flyer miles. Absolutely. I, okay, they, they fly under the worst conditions. You know, they're not treated nicely. They're not given any special treatment. They don't have to feed them. They don't have to give them coffee, tea, or coffee, tea, <laughs> chips, or peanuts. Give them frequent flyer miles. Why know? not? So I, I, I know. So I, I really, you know, try very hard. And um, every time I get on the phone, like last night I was talking to JetBlue, I, I booked in my latest flights, and I said to her, you know, th- this dog is flying four flights in the past six weeks. Don't you think she should have frequent flyer miles? And I often wondered what would happen if I put in and got her, you know, my dog's applications for frequent sure. flyer miles and then booked them in and said, and here's the frequent flyer number. I mean, what could they do? Absolutely. It might be, might be worth a shot. And, you know, I'm, I may be calling some of these uh, airline carriers and see if we can't get them on the show to answer some of these questions. Why do you think the airlines have increased the cost? I mean, is it really more, more challenging or is it just bottom line and this is, this is a way they know they can make you pay? Well, I believe that they are looking for every which way upside down, um, although now that the fuel has gone down, it may not be so harsh, but this all happens with all the oil increases, and it's just really gone up this year, so so like double, triple the cost, and they know you have to take the dog. You're not going to leave your pet home, so they can nail you there. They didn't up it like, you know, you're paying $15 for an extra bag. Well, I, I, when I flew to Holland, I had to take so much with me. I had two big suitcases, myself and two dogs, and you'd think that two big suitcases are fine, right? One was 67 pounds and one was 70 pounds. They charged me $300 in oh, excess wow. luggage from Delta going. Coming home, it didn't cost me a dime. And I came huh. home with more stuff because I had, we get so many gifts and presents and everything. So, you know, it depends on New York, I think, is really tough with all of that excess charges and things like that. Well, Patty, do you think this is going to negatively impact the attendance at dog and cat shows? I mean, if it's costing this much for people to fly pets and they, they can't, uh, you know, gas up and drive clear across the country for every show, is attendance of cats and dogs, are the entries going to go down? Yes, they are. I mean, you're seeing that already and you're hearing it. Um, it's not only air, it's also, you know, gas. I just heard of, a, especially um, at, at pet expos, I was just talking to a sponsor of ours at a pet expo, and he didn't have a lot of people signed up, you know, for booths, exhibitors, uh-huh. and then, because they all said, look, I can't afford to drive there. You know, they drive these big vans and trucks and all, all this stuff to bring all their things to the pet expo. And he was just telling me, he says, Patty, I, I, everybody's coming back because gas went from, you know, $4 and whatever it was to two something. You know, it's almost 50% lower. So they feel that they can come to do that expense, come to the show, and, and still make some kind of money, that it's worth the cost of attending. But for the average pet owner, I think you're going to see a big, big decline. Okay. Well, I think that we, we are just about out of time, and I would like to thank my guest, Patty Ventry, and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. To learn more about the World Canine Freestyle Organization, check out the website, 
www.worldcaninefreestyle.org and dial up last week's pet peeve show also featuring Patty, and you'll get all the must-knows about information on dancing with your dogs. In the meantime, I'm thinking maybe new services for pets that travel is a possibility of a new specialty market. Hmm. (laughs) Tune in next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio to hear more about what hisses you off. For free behavior and care tips, check out the new Pet Peeves newsletter available from Shajai.com purrs and woofs until next time and if you're planning a trip with your furry wonder be sure to check out the extra fees and if this hasn't got you ticked off raise your voice in a chorus of howls and contact your airline carriers stand up for the dogs stand up for the cats and responsible pet lovers because if you're like me you're already peeved that's it you're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not gonna take it anymore Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.